This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, it used to be Denver's favorite sandwich back in the 1980s. But now, the original location at 13th and Grant is closed indefinitely. And what was once a worldwide sensation looks like it could be going out of business. I'm talking, of course, about Quiznos. So how'd it go from, mmm, toasted, to toast? Today is Monday, April 24th. I'm Paul Caroli, in for Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. All right, so I'm here with a couple of returning favorites. We've got Hey Denver newsletter editor and our resident foodie, Peyton Garcia, back from maternity leave. Ah, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> ah, ah, I'm back. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, one of my favorite people in the world to talk to about food, Westward's food editor, Molly Martin. Hello. Thank Welcome you back. for having me back. Um, so I have gathered you two here today because something is deeply wrong with a very important and historic local restaurant chain. You're both nodding. We all recognize the solemnity of this moment. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Quiznos. We're sitting here at Westward, about two blocks from the very first location. It's been in the news lately. Molly, you wrote about it last week. What, what's happening? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to talk to its founder um, after hearing that the original location had closed down. Um, I ran over there and took a look. The doors are plastered with notices about um, owed taxes um, and notes that it is closed. The Corporate um, says that they're trying to find another franchisee to take it over. But as we know, Quizdos have been closing at a very high rate. So it seems the likelihood of that is not good. And um, yeah, so in, in order to look to the future, we decided to reach back to the founder of Quizdos, mm -hmm. um, who was kind enough to reminisce a bit about its beginnings. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. But let's just take, take a second here. Quizdos... It's maybe on its last legs. Is yes. this the end of it, the story? It, well, it seems, especially in the U.S. I mean, we could talk about how there are a lot of them overseas and how it seems to be very close to the heart of people, especially in the Philippines. Yeah. Which is, so it could live on there, but um, it definitely seems to ha be having its uh, downfall here in the U.S. right that, now. <laughs> such a interesting little side note that this yeah. chain is still popular in the Philippines of all places. Um, Peyton, are you sad about the Quiznos story coming to an end? No, it's time. It's it's like it's had it's it's a terminal illness. It's been on its way out for a long time. It's a cat on its eight and a half life. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go back to the beginning. Molly, you said you talked to the founder. 
Jimmy Lombatos. Is that yes. how he says his name? I believe so. Yes. So what's his what's his deal? What's the story? Um, so his story was he moved here uh, to Denver from New York in I believe the late seventies, and around eighty one, he opened the first Quiznos um, because he came here and um, he was used to uh, sandwiches coming on nice crusty rolls, and he said I came in Denver and everyone's eating sandwiches on hot dog buns. And he just knew he could do better. So he opened Quiznos. Um, they started with the kind of commercial regular ovens that were often used in, in a casual restaurant back then and couldn't keep up with demand. Um, so their big innovation was bringing in, creating and bringing in these conveyor belt ovens that would toast the subs quick enough to keep up with the uh, the high demand for them. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah, so that, that was its beginnings was, was Jimmy saying, sandwiches in Denver can be better. And, and I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> fascinating. So the crustiness, the like the, the toasted trademark, which was their special thing that gave them the edge for so many years, that really did originate with him. That was the spark yes. that led to Quiznos. Yep. Wow. I love this stuff. <laughs> this kind of thing is so cool to me. Um, Peyton, I know you dug into this whole Quiznos story for the newsletter, Hey Denver. Gosh, that must have been a, a year it ago It was a now. while ago, you yeah. You a pretty beefy thing on it. What, what did you learn about the glory years, the, the rise yeah. to power. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the the whole toasted sub thing, the conveyor belt oven, that's really what set Quiznos apart. They're, obviously, Denver didn't really have toasted subs that were being done well or correctly here. And then they had the conveyor belt oven or toaster or whatever. Um, and so really, Jimmy Lombados, and he had a business partner. It was Todd Disner. Um, they, they did well for themselves. I mean, they managed to franchise out into like 18 locations but really the glory days started when they sold out to um somebody named rick shaden and he's the one who really blew it up um hmm. and he managed to double the store's numbers in just two years he he's also he went on to open Smashburger, so that's he oh, uh, founded okay. that um i wonder if that one was his idea or if he's just one of these like ray Kroc types who yeah. can recognize <laughs> the potential yeah I mean, he, so he blew it up. I mean, um, he took it public and by 2003, there were some 2000 Quiznos stores across the country and at its peak in 2007, more than 5,000 Quiznos across the country. So that's when I first encountered Quiznos. 2008, when I went to college, there was a Quiznos near campus and it blew my freaking mind. (laughs) That French dip. I remember going back like every week like once a week for weeks and weeks and weeks i loved it so much it's hard to think about now because it was so good for so long <laughs> was it good for so long and it got worse or have has your palate evolved you think <laughs> i don't know i don't know subway got the toaster oven subway copied them so soon after they got huge and then mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. They lost their edge. <laughs> yeah, Peyton, did you ever have? Do you ever have love for it? Um, not really. I ate there for a hot minute um, <laughs> when I was in like middle school because it was my sister's, my older sister's first job. So she worked at a Quiznos um, as a sandwich artist, and I was young, um, probably elementary school still and she would have to I would have to hang out with her after school so she would grab me from school we would take the bus to her job at Quiznos and I would have to sit at the Quiznos in Thornton and like do homework um, while she worked and so she always made me chicken bacon ranch sammies and the sammies are served I think they're served on like pita bread it's not like they're not served on like 
French bread. It's yeah, like pita I was bread perusing the menu. It looks like yeah. pita bread. <laughs> and so um, I ate that like every day for like, I don't know, a year of my life. <laughs> and that is that is probably the extent of my experience with Quiznos. So yeah, I guess if you can call that love. Yeah, yeah. for some Memories. Like Quiznos, it's a memory. <laughs> it's a value neutral memory. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So then Quiznos eventually took a turn. You know, it's now come to this point where it's on its last legs. What was the turning point? Yeah, so the same person who blew up Quiznos, Rick Shaden, he is also, at least so the rumor mill has it, the reason Quiznos fell from grace. Um, hmm. He, I like to think, got too cocky. Um, reportedly, he established a business model that was earning him kickbacks and making profits on franchise fees although he does deny this. Him personally? Yes. Okay. And um, franchise owners claimed that they were being pressured into offering low prices on subs while paying above market price um, for ingredients and paper goods. Uh, there was one reporter who wrote about it and called the own, the franchise owners captive customers. Hmm. And so franchise owners all around the country got really angry. So around 2006, hundreds of Quiznos franchisees came together to sue Quiznos um, and... Quiznos did end up settling multiple lawsuits of of disgruntled employees that totaled $206 million in payouts. Hmm. And it got really dark. Um, One franchise owner tragically died by suicide in a Quiznos bathroom. Yeah. And he basically said it was because of Quiznos. So things things got dark and corrupt and unsustainable. Um, and then Subway entered the picture. Yeah, Subway, and then you had Jimmy John's. Yeah, and, and then so there was other <laughs> these other sandwich shops were like, oh, cool, a conveyor belt toaster. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it better. Yeah. And like Quiznos, it seems to me, was just like they never upped their game. Yeah, they never like figured out what else yeah. they do. How to make yeah. them stand out. Like, they added tots, a- question mark? Well, <laughs> we, we ordered some Quiznos for lunch today a few hours ago. We all shared some Quiznos. And I wanted to explore some parts of the menu I hadn't been to before, <laughs> including tater tots. I don't know why that's on the menu. That's a terrible choice. Those they don't. I don't think they have a fryer. They were very soggy, very right? flavorless. How did you two like your sandwiches today? I, mine, to me, was very reminiscent of Snarves. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
um, it was an Italian. And I an Italian. I got love snarfs. I know. So I live really close to a snarfs, and when I first moved to the area, I went there often, and I very much liked it. I might have burned myself out on mm. it. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it yeah, it to yeah. me gave me snarfs vibes. Not you know snarfs. I I'd assume maybe is a little higher level produce and meats, but the, the general so. vibe of the Italian to me was pretty on par. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Italian too, because Italian's my go-to sandwich. Um, I love Snarf's Italian. It's kind of their signature thing too. I also, you know, just to put this out there, I like Subway, so I'm not a sandwich snob. I, I'll eat a Subway um, Italian and I enjoy it very much. Um, so then when I had Quiznos, it was... Um, Fine. It did its job. Uh, it gave me calories. <laughs> it wasn't super it was <laughs> like enjoyable. It yeah. was just like eh, it was fine. You know, the food was fine. The menu—they didn't have everything that they claimed to have on their menu. Yeah, was I was yeah. reading reviews, and that for, came up a lot with with people with particular stores not having. I mean, I don't things. know. <laughs> I don't know how the whole partnership between a restaurant and like a delivery company works but like yeah. we ordered through DoorDash and um you kind of just had to it was like do you want chips and you could say yes but you couldn't say what kind of chips you wanted you just had to like take what they would give you um Aaron our producer ordered um an Italian salad but the picture was a sandwich so I was like <laughs> I don't know if you're getting a salad uh it wasn't she did get a sandwich <laughs> instead of her salad so weird. um so weird it was weird I it was also just uh it was it was okay. It, I ate it and I was like, now I'm not hungry. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's just that location that we ordered from because I actually went to the first Quiznos like six months ago. I think we were working here. I don't know. I didn't have a lunch or something. Terrible, terrible experience. It was so sloppy in there. Yeah. Like bad. Well, I, I will say if you're management. in Cap Hill and you need a sandwich now, just go to Subculture. You got subculture, you got snarfs, you got Chiba Hut, all within right. a 10 block radius. I mean, that's what See, killed that's, that first Quiznos. That's the thing is Quiznos kind of, it just seems like they gave up. Well, I want to ask you to a big question here. Um, we've reached the end of the story. Oh, but we never talked about the sponge monkeys, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if the sponge monkeys would come up. We love you so Let's talk a little bit about it. What do you I think, think about that, I just think that was their peak because that, no matter how crazy that commercial was, it's like every conversation I've had about Quiznos this week, that's what everyone says. Maybe Remember that the- commercial? <laughs> what was that about? You know, that did come up actually. Does we were Jimmy know? It. Which I didn't ask Jimmy so that, you know, when we go visit his Italian restaurant in town now, we'll have to ask him if he knows anything about the inside of the Sponge Monkey campaign. We are not the Huns! Right now, Quiznos World Famous Italian Sub is only $2.99. It's very fantastical. The Quiznos you alluded to, to the founder's new Italian restaurant. That's kind of the end of his story. Is after he sold, he's gone on to you know continue cooking up food. What where's he at? So he's uh, Jimmy's Jersey Street Cafe opened in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a struggle for him in the beginning, the pandemic. Um, but he says he's doing great now. He also prior to starting Quiznos started a catering company called Footer Footers, which his son still runs. Footers. Footers, like yeah. foot long sandwiches. Like F- yeah. Okay. Oh but, my gosh, is that what that's a 
I've heard of footers. Uh, and granted, I've heard good things about footers. Uh, but I was like, why on earth would you want to associate your food, food brand with feet? With feet? Mm-hmm. I had no idea it had any. Mm-hmm. Mm, poor, poor marketing. Yeah. I well, his say. son still runs it today. It's still still around. So. so you've heard good things about footers. And Molly, you were saying this new Italian place is getting pretty good reviews Correct. as well. Yes. I've had a lot of people recommend it to me. And I do plan on going. Huh. So this guy's kind of like, uh, he knows his food. He knows, he knows his, his restaurant food. business. I trust him. After my conversation with him, I, I believe in Jimmy. <laughs> Why? What does he have? And he has that like New York, no nonsense, you know, I'm not going to BS you. I'm just going to do things the right way, my way. And hopefully you like it. And I was like, I do like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Denver, Denver loved Quiznos for a long time. And it is a part of our history, whether we like it or not. I mean, it's kind of a sad place it's at now. But for a long time, this is a huge thing for, for Denver that this came from here. Let's talk about that. You know, that's the big question here at the end. Is, is this a Denver story? Quiznos? What about this is a Denver story? I mean, it definitely started as a Denver story, and then I and I think it became something else. I mean, I think the tidbit about Jimmy saying that he continued to go back to the original and check in on it over the years and still believes in it even now mm-hmm. and, and thinks highly of it. I mean, there's that tie-in, like, you know, this person who has made Denver home for so long still, still has this love and passion for this thing he started. But I think Quizno's bigger story and its downfall is not quite a Denver story. Yeah, we don't have to own that part. We don't part. have to own that part. Yeah. We own yeah, the just good the, part. Just, just the golden years. I mean, in its heyday, I'm sure. And I think it's interesting that our other toasted sandwich place we've talked about, Snarfs, is also owned by a Jimmy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Jimmy, Jimmy and Jimmy Snarfs, ever met each other and talk sandwiches. They probably did. They probably just fought in the street. You're cutting your meat too thick. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Peyton, how about you? Is is Quiznos a Denver story? Hey, I think it's, you know, it's weaved into the history of our culinary fabric. And um, <laughs> that's that. We, we I think we have to take it. We have to take it all. We have to own it. It is what it is. Well, if I had to stretch, I would say it's that Jimmy guy that's that's the Denver story. I right. Mean, he's, he's the guy that decided, you know, everyone else is doing this one way. I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And I'm going to bet yeah. big because I know what's good. I and like I that. think there's something very Denver about that. Yeah, I like that. Well, for folks out there who missed their Quiznos, what's the next Quiznos? You know, we got a lot of good sandwiches here. Maybe it'd be nice to end with a recommendation for people to go see some some hot new sandwich on the scene. Sure. If we're, ta- if we're talking Quiznos style, the toasted sub, we've already mentioned Snarfs. There's Chiba Hut, which is, was not started in Colorado. It was started in Arizona, but is beloved here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fully embraced, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so that's those are go-tos. I mentioned Subculture, which does both hot and cold subs. Um, but if I've got to pull like my favorite sandwich places in town period out, uh, Carmine Leonardo's in Lakewood, Ooh. Italian deli, more that. East Coast style Italian deli for the cold cut Italian, but also for the hot Italian sausage or the meatball. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, they're a favorite of mine. Spinelli's sandwich shop a grocery store with sandwich counter mm-hmm, in Park Hill mm-hmm. um, and then I gotta shout out Little Arthur's Hoagies which is a pop-up um, huh. has been a pop-up really popular for a while he recently purchased a food truck so soon that will be hitting the streets but nice. look him up follow him on Instagram seek out those sandwiches any way you can it's the best sandwich I've probably ever had and he changes wow. up what he makes all the time um, every week but 
They're Ooh. stellar. He's from Philadelphia, so Philadelphia-style hoagies. That yeah. is the tip. I love that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so we're definitely going to put links to all these in our show notes, so <laughs> yeah. you all can try them too. Peyton, how about you? Yeah, I've got a couple independent places that I've always kind of that that have been my go-to in Denver so Olive and Finch I've always liked their sandwiches I uh, specifically like the Cashman I also love to go to Marzik's Fine Food um, mm-hmm. they do great sandwiches there I like to get the French dip um, Curtis Park Deli is another great one I love their sandwiches there and then Paul you recently took me to the wooden spoon for coffee oh yeah and you told me to get an egg sandwich I didn't mm-hmm. I got a turkey and brie sandwich <laughs> and it was so 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 good yeah the it wooden was spoon, so yummy that place is where it's at on 32nd avenue on the north side wow really good i i want to co-sign the curtis park deli i used to work near the original one over in five points they are so nice um they were just like they remember my name <laughs> like i did not eat that many sandwiches and he would remember my name like month over month um i think they have three locations now one wow. in boulder but that's like a classic deli sandwich levin deli also in mm, the golden triangle yeah. Pretty good. Um, I have not eaten their, I think what the sandwiches people know them for, which are like the tall stack pastrami sandwiches. I've seen people um, enjoy those. (laughs) So, um, and uh, the vegetarian options were pretty, pretty darn good. A little pricey though. A little pricey. A little pricey. Wow. Peyton, Molly, RIP Quiznos, right? (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Homelessness. Our recently re-elected city auditor, Tim O'Brien, published his latest report last week looking at the state of Denver's response to the homelessness crisis. According to the Denver Post, O'Brien found that the city has no idea how much taxpayer money is being spent enforcing Mayor Hancock's urban camping ban. O'Brien estimates that we spent almost $14 million between 2019 and 2022, but that excludes the police, who are typically present for the sweeps. So it's probably way more. The police department didn't share their numbers, if they track them at all. I'll drop a link to that story in the show notes so you can see all of O'Brien's recommendations for yourself. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoy the show, why not take a minute to tell Jimmy Lombatos about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. They are crunchy, they are warm because they toast